Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. So who of you were woken up with coffee this morning? Mothers, Ziggy, mothers. <laughs> no mom's woken up with coffee this morning. Ah, there we go. Hannah, was it you? Oh, good job. <laughs> Today we, uh, we celebrate Mother's Day and uh, what an incredible day it is. I've got my Mutti line at home watching online because she's watching my furry babies. Uh, so happy Mother's Day, Mom. Um, so the, I have discovered that there's nothing that runs faster than a four-year-old that doesn't want to be caught. I don't know if you know this. Uh, one of, uh, I don't have kids of my own, but I, I have a niece. Uh, Sianna is her name, uh, the light of my life. She's the cutest little thing. Uh, but she was visiting uh, quite a few years ago, and we were sitting at the Grove Mall um, there by the uh, spa side, you know, on that side? And, and she decided this was going to be a good day for a jog as a four-year-old. And, um, and her mom, my sister, was shopping somewhere because that's what she does. She shops, I sit. And, um, and all of a sudden, I see my little niece starting to run. So I'm like, oh, that's so cute. And I get up and I go, come see Anna, come see Anna. And she just starts picking up pace. I'm like, come see Anna, come, 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 come. She sprints. And now, you know, there's a fine balance of you live in Vintook, everybody knows you. You don't want to look quite like a hooligan, you know, running through, screaming. But you also need to catch this child. Okay, so we're running and we, you know, I'm trying to look semi-decent while doing this. And she's just sprinting. She thinks this is the best game ever. So we, we go past the cinema. I'm like, okay, surely she's going to slow down at some stage. She keeps going. She keeps going. By that stage, I'm no, no longer being all calm about it all. Okay. Finally, finally, she stops in Edgar's. Yes, on the other side. Okay. And I have to do this like ambush maneuver to try and get her because she thinks this is the best game ever. Finally, I get her. And my sister, in the meantime, is coming. I just, I just look at my sister and I go, your child. And I just give her over. Because I thought, this is this motherhood. But, you know, when I, when I think about that, I am reminded of, um, of Mary. You know, Mary as in the mother of Jesus. You know, mother to the Alpha and Omega, to the great I am, son of God. That's a bit of pressure, hey? So then, so when, then I think about the time that Mary uh, lost Jesus. Remember that one? And then I don't feel so bad about having to chase a child down, you know, down the, the, the corridor. So I thought I'd just show you this one. Yeah. Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> okay, let me explain it. Well, <laughs> son, honest, anyway, never mind. It's an early morning. So <laughs> I'm reminded that as, as, we, as we celebrate Mother's Day to, together today, that um, in, in a room like this, that we not only have mothers celebrating mothers, but we also have, have women that are unable to be moms. I'm reminded that we have women that maybe have, have lost children. And so this is a, a day that brings up many emotions for many people. We also have, have children that have lost their, their moms. And so... Um, the beautiful thing about God for me is that he meets us exactly where we are and, and he knows what we need. And, and so even though we are celebrating this day, God sees us in our, in our circumstances. I remember very vividly that um, I must have been about, uh, uh, what do they say, old enough to know better, but I was about 19 years old 
and I was visiting my grandmother, and they, okay, somebody needs to wake up now. It's like an alarm going off. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and, I, and I see everybody, everybody kind of checks their, their cell phone just to check, is it me? <laughs> but I remember visiting, visiting my, my grandmother, and um, she had all these awesome little treasures. You know how, how people, when they get older, they have all these little treasures. And I was looking through everything, and I came across some letters that uh, my mom had written to my grandmother. Now, mom, I haven't told you this, but you're about to find out. Okay, and so um, I came across these letters that she had written when, um, when we were living in Grahamstown, and my mom was working, and my stepdad was studying at that time. And so my mom was supporting us as a family. You know what one of the coolest things is? is when you realize how poor you were as a child, but you never knew it. Have you experienced that? You think it was the best time. And then you look back and go, man, we were poor. But <laughs> yeah. and you're like, okay, okay. But that's, that's what I realized, is that during that time, my family went through a lot of struggle. And I remember seeing in this letter, my mom was, was writing about some stuff that she had to do, and she said, I will do whatever it takes to make sure that my family has bread and milk on the table. And remember, that was a moment that things changed for me. Because as, as a teenager, especially nowadays with technology, we firmly believe that we know better than our parents. Uh, in some areas, maybe. But we firmly believe it. And we firmly believe, because our parents might not understand technology as well, that they don't understand life. True? Okay. And I remember that moment was the moment that it all changed for me. The moment that I understood the sacrifice and everything that my mom had done for me. I tell kids this a lot of time, you know, because it's, as teenagers, this, this is where they struggle with their, with their parents and stuff. And, and I'll tell them the story, and I get the same reaction every time. This look going, yeah, right. Like that moment will never come. Have any of you had that moment when you actually realize what your parents did for you? And that's, that was just incredible for me because that's where I realized what my mom had sacrificed and who my mom really was. Uh, our relationships with mothers can be complicated. I did assembly a while back, and it was all about gratitude, and I was talking to the little kids about being grateful, and, you know, choose one thing that you're grateful, and as, as I was finishing, one of the teachers come, comes over, and he says, you know what I'm grateful for? So I'm expecting this really, you know, deep, meaningful comment. He says, I'm grateful I only have one mother-in-law. I'm like, <laughs> keep walking. <laughs> okay. And so we have, we have complicated relationships with our moms. As a child, the moment you get hurt, where do you go to? You run to mom. Whether it's emotionally or physically, that's with the moms. Then it gets a bit, old, you know, it gets a bit more complicated as we get older. Because then we just need our space. True? I know. Are you just rubbing your head because it's... Okay, just checking. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then somewhere along the line, the relationship becomes a bit more equal. Like I said, when you realize that our moms were doing the best that they could with what they had. So, like I said, I'm not a mom myself, but I think the closest I ever came to being a mom and understanding what it means was with Sienna. I was there the, the day she was born, and I remember when I was given this, she's very cute now, but you know how people say babies are beautiful? Not buying it, not buying it, okay? But I was given this, this, this crying bundle that all that she could do was eat, poop, and cry. Those were the three things that she could do. And as I was given this little bundle, I still remember phoning Dana, and Dana was meeting with Maria that day, and I just broke out in tears. Because all of a sudden, this little thing that I knew nothing about, 
I just knew she was born. She couldn't do anything for me. I knew nothing about her nature, nothing about her character, but I knew she belonged to me, that she was my family. And I just broke down into tears. And that's the closest I've come to a mother's love. So I've decided that you get something called the aunt's love, which is mother's love, aunt's love, right there, right there. And so that's the closest that I've come to, to really experiencing the love that, that God gives moms for, for their children. Um, a friend of mine uh, became pregnant unexpectedly, uh, unplanned, and she was still pretty young, and she was, she was rather upset because she thought her life was over. And so her partner at the time, or her partner then, gave her a voucher for skydiving, you know, as a symbolic gesture. You know, your life is not over yet. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember this, this, this voucher when I used to visit was on the fridge. And after a few years, she decided, okay, now it's time to go skydiving. And afterwards, when we spoke, she said, you know, after I jumped, the first thought that came to mind was, what am I thinking? I have a daughter. Okay. And that's when she realized that um, your priorities change. And as soon as you have a child, your, your priorities change. And, and I, I spoke to another friend of mine that used to be very adventurous and daring. And she says, the moment she had a child, things changed. Because now it's not just her, and, but she has to be there for her child and also look out for a child. So priorities change. But I also know that today is not just about moms in the physical sense. Um, I don't have, as I mentioned probably a few times, I think you got the message, right? I don't have kids? Okay, you got that message? Okay. But I do have hundreds between church and school and YWAP. I have so many kids. I, I like to consider myself the cool aunt, but in, in, in many essences of the, or in many ways, I'm, I have many children. And I found that there are so many occasions where God gives me this overwhelming love for a child. Uh, and very often I actually have to hold back that love because apparently kidnapping children is illegal and, and, and we shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> but I, I find that God gives me a love for a child that's not even my own. And so this morning, if whatever situation you find yourself in, and even to the dads, this morning, I know that God gives us opportunities to love children that are not our own. Um, if you don't like children, maybe you're working with the wrong age group, okay? Uh, and maybe, maybe you just need to start working more with the adult children. We have some of those as well, you know? And I want to just give you one little tip here. With children, never pretend to be cool. You will never get it right, Okay. Never. I have, I have uh, kids in class, like grade 11s, they go, ma'am, do you know what this word means? And I go, no. And I'm like, do you want it? And I'm like, no. When, when I was a kid, I think I've shared this with you, when I was a kid, I also thought, you know, yeah, the adults don't know, you know, our magic code and, and what everything means. And, and man, they're losing out. Now I realize the adult, they just didn't care. Okay. <laughs> and so that's, that's what I've realized with kids is just be you. Don't try and be cool. Just love them, because at the bottom of every child's heart, they are created with a need to be loved. Being a mom is a whole lot more than just, please note the, just raising children. If we have a look in scripture, in, in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, it says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So when we have a look at that passage, we see that God created man and woman. Now, we know that he didn't necessarily create us in his physical image because we all look different. So what does it mean that we were created in his image? That's where you answer now. 
What does that mean? That together, man and woman, we show the world who God is. Now, please, guys, guys, very important. I'm not saying God is a woman, okay? We're not going to start that, you know, mother God stuff. Okay, nine. It's very, when you say it in German, it has more weight. Okay. So that's, that's not at all what I am saying. But what I am saying is that you see the attributes of God modeled in moms as well. Because we are both made in his image, man and woman. What I've experienced in my own life is I, I didn't have a, a, a good example as, as fathers. I had a, a biological father that, um, that didn't stick around. I had a stepdad that they got divorced. And so for many years, when people spoke about God as a father, I was like, oh, no, no thanks, eh? Because what my experience was was not who I wanted God to be. If God was my father and this was my experience, this is not what it's going to be. And it took many years for God to, to show me that I need to look at my earthly father through my heavenly father's eyes. And I think the same works with moms. I have a mom that loves me regardlessly. She might call me many mean words when I, <laughs> when I don't buy a chocolate cake. But um, she loves me, doesn't matter what. And, and the cool thing is, but mom, I can do something like on a computer. She goes, oh, you're clever, hey? You're such a genius child. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> but I have a mom that, that thinks I'm amazing. Even as a 40-year-old, I have a mom that will believe that I can do anything. And so when I, when I see the, the attributes of God in my mom, that makes sense to me. So each one of us, I, I've had both sides. One where it worked well, one where it didn't. And I can, I can truly say that it's a gift uh, to be able to see the, the different characteristics, the different attributes of God in our moms. I also have a look and, and I see that, that Jesus often taught with stories, with parables. And so why wouldn't God put his nature and his character in both man and woman, in both mothers and fathers? And so there's a verse in Isaiah chapter, chapter 66, verse 12 and 13, and we, we're going to look at what are some of the the characteristics that God has put in moms and that we see in him. And in Isaiah chapter 66, it says, this is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a peace, a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breast and carried in her arms and held on her lap. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. I was on um, IJG trails or Farm Vintook the other day. And there was a whole little party going on with a bunch of moms, and the kids were riding on the bicycles. And I was, so, I was sitting there with my mom, and you hear this little kid riding, riding, and then you hear this thud. Doof. And then when that first, because the child had fallen off the bicycle, that first moment that cry came out, the dads kind of sprinted across the grass plains. The moms took the more appropriate route around the side. And within seconds, they were there. What was interesting, though, is that the, the dads got them dusted off and took the bike back. But who, who comforted the child? For the next 10 minutes, I was watching this child showing the mom all the little sores, you know, the little owies. And she sat there. The mom sat there. And so when I look at that verse and I see that, that God comforts us, that's an incredible passage for me. When I realize that God has put something in moms and women, that they are there to comfort. And that's his nature. That's his character that he shows us. In Isaiah 49, it says, Yet Jerusalem says, The Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. And then, Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I've written your name on the palm of my hands. What an incredible promise that God will never, ever forget us. I think that is just incredible. 
And that's something that God has, has put in moms. I see so many moms that will, it doesn't matter what kind of a brat we are as kids, they will still love you. One of my examples that I always use when, when children ask me about, um, can you ever not be a child of God after you've given your heart to him? The example I use is with my mom. I say, you know, I can be mean to my mom. I can, you know, swear it and the, the eyes go big, you know. But will she still be my mom? And they go, yes. And so this is the promise that I see is that God says he will always be there for us. I've asked Dana to, to share a quick story about moms and their protectiveness. It's, um, <clears throat> our youngest child, Chad, um, we had, I had put him in a, a nursery for a mission meeting in South Africa. And um, so I had picked him up and all of us moms were walking. Our kids were all running ahead of us on the path. And Chad was two and he stopped and because uh, there was a little baby fervent monkey there right by the path. And he looks up and goes, oh, mom, look at the monkey. And so I'm behind there, quite a few steps behind him. All of a sudden, a mother monkey comes running down this tree and down the grass and goes up to Chad. He had on little shorts and starts clawing his legs like this. And I had a bag over my, my, self, my body like this, and I took it off like this, and I went, like this, running after this money, mother monkey. And I'm telling you, it was a battle of the mamas right then and there. Thank you. <laughs> I think God has put that inside of, of, of many moms. Uh, this last week I had the opportunity to, to go up north, and, and as we were driving through, I love the bush. But there's so much. I mean, that to me is where God really speaks to me is in the bush. And, and we came across, sorry, Ian. Okay, are we good? Um, so you see, yes, I've got a pointer. See, there's the mommy. And this whole herd came across, and there were little, little baby elephants. And I don't know if you can see, over there is a car, and that mom's not happy. That mom is on guard. And I promise you, if anybody had gotten any closer to the little baby elephants, there would have been a version of her swinging the bag coming at you. We also had the, or, uh, came across this little buffalo, or this big buffalo, and you can see that's a mom. Over there is the little baby. And you see the little baby's kind of going. And I don't know if you know buffaloes, but that look says, I dare you to take one step closer. Okay. And so when I, when I look at, at nature and I look at, at how God has created mothers, regardless of human, animal, there's this, there's this ferociousness in moms. There's an incredible passage in Hosea, and it says, um, but I have been the Lord your God ever since you came out of Egypt. You shall acknowledge no God but me, no Savior except me. I cared for you in the wilderness, in the land of burning heat. So I will be like a lion to them. Like a leopard, I will lurk by the path. And this is the part. Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them apart. You know, every now and then you come across a passage of Scripture and you go, Ooh, okay, God said that? Are we allowed to say that? Okay. And so when I, when I read that passage, I see that God has put something in moms that's just incredible. But that's, a, again, a reflection of his nature. He will stop at nothing to capture our hearts. There is a ferociousness and a fierceness about his love 
that, that I see illustrated so well in nature. There's this, this lady. Isn't she a sweet lady? Doesn't she look like a sweet lady? Her name is Miriam Rodriguez. Doesn't she look sweet? She hunted down 10 members of a Mexican cartel and got them to prison after they had murdered her daughter, where the police and the, the, uh, the people didn't want to dare even make uh, any uh, fuss or any hassle. She, for three years, hunted down the killers of her child. The sweet-looking lady hunted them down and found them and got them arrested. She was then later murdered by those same people uh, for her quest. But you have a look at, this is a mom who will not stop at anything for justice for her child. And that, 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 deep, um, that, that deep ability to love ferociously beyond your own safety is something that God has put in, in moms. And I just celebrate the fact that, that we have so many people that whether you are a mom of uh, a physical mom or a spiritual mom, that there is this ferociousness in us to fight for the, the physical well-being of our children, but also for the, the spiritual well-being. I know of so many moms that have been praying for their children for years and continue to do so. Parents that are, that are fasting for, for, for their children. Parents that will, will do anything. I always, as a kid, I always thought my mom didn't like chicken legs, you know, when we had dinner. That she always gave me the chicken legs. Turns out she does like them, but she knew that I liked them. Aww, does your mom also do that? Aww. Yeah. And so, and so there's, I, I stand in awe of what God has put in, in, in women. There's the verse where, where Jesus is speaking and he's, and he's standing, looking at Jerusalem. And, and preceding these verses, it's the woe to you. And he says to them, woe to you, teachers of the law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. And you go, ooh. And then he continues. And there's another passage. Woe to you, blind guides. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. And then he says, you are like whitewashed tombs. And then he goes, you snakes, you brood of vipers. And so you can imagine Jesus standing and looking over Jerusalem. And then he says these words, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Driving through the, the Kavanga, the chickens you see there, they run very fast. Have you noticed? Yeah, they're very fast. But, you know, nowadays we look at chickens and we go, ah. You know, maybe thought of KFC comes to mind, whatever the case may be. But, <laughs> but historically, <clears throat> if you ever look at, at what chickens meant in, in, in like the Old Testament and, and during that time of the New Testament, you don't mess with chickens, with hens when they have babies. You see the top right picture? That's a hen taking on a dog, okay? Don't mess with them. And you see that there is this, I love this little picture here, I don't know if you can see it. It's, it's raining and the mom's standing there and all the little ones are underneath. And the picture that, that we're given here is that, that Jesus says he wants to be the place of safety. He wants to be the place that, that we run to when there's anything in our lives that, that causes us discomfort, anything that causes us um, to be alarmed, that we run to him. You also, I, I read a story about a, 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 a mom chicken that was looking, or a hen was looking after her chicks and she froze to death, but when the next morning, when the farmer came, all the chicks were still alive because they were in her warmth the whole night long. She sacrificed herself. And so when I, when I read that verse that says 
that he wants to gather us under his wings, that to me is an incredible thought that, that Jesus, and we see that, he died on the cross for us. He literally gave his life for us. He, he wants to gather us together. And so as we, as we celebrate this Mother's Day today, I just want to remind you that, that each one of us is born with, with they, they call it a God-shaped hole. Have you ever heard of that saying? That there's a God-shaped hole in each one of us? And that it takes both men and women, both moms and dads, to show the world and to, to show us who he is. And that's an incredible privilege. And so whether you are a physical mom today or a spiritual mom, I know we have many spiritual moms here. Uh, I look around and I see many of them. One of the things I love about, about Junior YWAP is that Cindy gets to help us. And all of these kids that are like her spiritual kids that are there, and they all love her to death. I try and, you know, I harass children. I'm like, what's her name? Don't you want to call her Cindy? And they go, no, we must call her Miss Tordiff. I'm like, Auntie Tordiff? No. <laughs> but Cindy has this incredible way of, of loving all of these kids. I look at Tia, who also joins us. Just so many children just come for a hug. And, and that's the crazy thing is you'll have these, uh, there's sometimes these, 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 you know, teenage boys, and they like give you a hug, but it's like the most awkward hug ever. Have you, boys, they're like, but they come for a hug. They want to be hugged. And so I look at what God has given us as a church body, the ability to love, and especially to love children. We live in an age nowadays that if you read the newspapers, you see, especially in Namibia, but all around the world, this world needs to see who God is. And one of the first ways that we do that is through our parents. One of the, the verses that I, that I love very much is where it says that he'll be the father to the fatherless. And so this morning, if, if you don't have a mom, how incredible that God says that he will be the one that will give you what you need, that will fill that, that heart-shaped, uh, that God-shaped hole in us. So I just want to say, Happy Mother's Day. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I think, Dana, are we afterwards now? Yes. Um, we pray that you will get spoilt, but we thank each mom and each woman that's here. You might not yet be a mom, you might not want to be a mom, you might not be able to be a mom, but we celebrate the things that God has put in each one of you that shows the world who he is, that ferocious love that you don't mess with a mama. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are this morning, Lord. I thank you that, that there are so many passages in Scripture that, that, sigh, that show that side of you. That, that loves us beyond measure, that will uh, go to the ends of the earth um, to put us in relationship with you. Lord, I thank you for uh, being able to celebrate the moms in our lives, and whether they are our actual moms or our spiritual moms, Lord, I look back and I see so many people that have dropped into my life, um, that have dropped and showed me uh, who you are. So Lord, I thank you so much for, for your love and your grace, and I pray for all those that are traveling this morning or or perhaps uh, celebrating Mother's Day already, I pray that, that they will know just how deeply they are loved by you. And uh, I thank you that we can gather together, uh, today as a church to just uh, celebrate uh, who you are and who you created moms to be. We thank you for this day and we commit the rest of this week to you. Ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Rico Vecca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.